0: join us together in congratulating and and honoring our graduates. There are actually three graduates, uh, I believe, but only um, two of them are here this morning. One is not with us, and so we will honor those two. Uh, Let me just read some things to you. Uh, The first one that we're going to bring up on the stage is, you know her well, Lauren Means. Now, Lauren went to Edgewood High School, and she got an honors degree. Can you believe that? Yes, I believe it. Knowing her parents and knowing Lauren, uh, I I believe that she got an honors degree. One moment, Lauren. I'm not calling you up yet. Stay right there. (laughs) At Life Church, Lauren is a 14-year member and over the years has faithfully served as children's church and VBS leader. Awana, Blast Kids Program Junior Leader, also in praise and youth bands. She's helped the church in remodel in our remodel, and in the media team. She was blessed by missions trips to the Appalachian Mountains and to Fiji. She was active in campus life, youth for Christ, often giving rides to those in need. At Edgewood, she was a varsity football trainer and manager, and a member of Leadership Academy while taking IU ACP classes and working at Bob Evans. Lauren was a TA for English and PE and has a national poem published in the Library of Poetry book titled, Will You Remember the Holocaust? While attending Lighthouse Christian Academy from the fifth to ninth grade, she was active in student council, NHS, band, orchestra, basketball, varsity, volleyball, and was a House of Representatives page. Lauren was busy. She won the 2011 Be More Energized Award, and you can see that video on our Facebook page, Uh, for her volunteerism from the city of Bloomington, presented by the mayor, and a local charity was awarded $500. She received the President's Volunteer Service Gold Awards for three years, along with a city pin from the mayor. At a regional science fair, she was given the Ivy Tech Young Scientist Award, Purdue University Agriculture Award, and the Office of Naval Research Science Award at Crane. Lauren was awarded the Justine M. Harrell and the Ed Ellet Memorial Scholarships and the Wabash Valley Official Association and Delta Theta Tau Scholarships. And I understand there were five additional scholarships that she just was awarded this past week. Well, the Ed Ellett Scholarship was in memory of an Edgewood Christian teacher. It specified that the recipient be active in their church and community and be an education major. Lauren will be attending Indiana University as an elementary ed major with an IN Honors Scholarship and a Work Study Award. Congratulate Lauren Means. Okay. Yeah, give a mic. Come on up, Lauren. Lauren, if you want to say something, there's a the mic. There's a the microphone for you to share some things with us.
1: Uh, I just wanted to thank uh, the Life Church for all of their support over the years. It's an honor to finally be graduating out of high school. Um, something I would like to say about this church is that it's really nice to be at a church that treats you as your family. And you walk in and you feel all of the love that over the fourteen years that I've been here, you're not just a member, but you're a family here. So thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> all right. Our second graduate, honoree, is Jacqueline Daniel Lee. Danielle. You can see her on our morning announcements. And uh, on May 9th, 2014, Jacqueline Danielle Lee graduated from the School of Public Health doctoral program at Indiana University. Congratulations, Dr. Lee, receiving her Ph.D. in human performance with an emphasis in sports management. Lee looks forward to the final piece of this process in which she will defend her dissertation on Friday, June 27th, a capstone work of her studies entitled, Whom Do You Fear?, a study of sports management faculty and the communicated image. Lee has examined how individuals, through the use of tactics and strategies, have engaged in the behavior of controlling and shaping how they are seen by others in order to make a favorable impression for gain. Acceptance to acquire a desire, etc. Highlighting the lived communicated images, The clash between the fear of man versus the fear of the Lord is revealed alongside the associated aftermaths. Please feel free to attend this defense. It will be located at the IMU in the Persimmon Room at 2 p.m. No tickets are necessary, but your advance notice is appreciated for preparation's sake. Uh, That sounds pretty complicated, Jacqueline. I don't know what all that means, but it sounds like you're pretty smart. (laughs) While completing her doctoral degree, Lee taught as an associate instructor for the Sports Marketing and Management program at Indiana University, as well as an instructor for the Physical Activity Instruction program. Prior to her doctoral studies, Lee was a tennis student athlete at the University of Iowa. Did not know that. Graduating in December of 2008 with a baccalaureate degree in health sciences. In 2010, she received her master's degree from Indiana University in Athletic Administration Sport Management. While completing this degree, Lee worked for the Indiana University for Student Leadership Development, interned with the Indiana Fever Marketing Department in 2009 during their run to number two in the, in the WNBA, and worked for the Indianapolis Colts during their 2009-10 trek to the Super Bowl. In 2011, Lee spent time in Chicago, Illinois, training at the Image Studio, an image communication firm. A native of Canton, Ohio, Lee enjoys spending time with her family, being active, and is passionate about her role in lives being transformed by the Word of God. Help me in welcoming and congratulating Jacqueline Danielle Lee. share with us.
1: Uh, so I haven't been here as long as Lauren, um, <laughs> but the time that I have been here, I was just telling a few people, um, I've been here since January 2009, and I started coming to Life Church um, probably about two and a half years or so ago, and just like Lauren, you guys have treated me like family as well.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: I've uh, gotten the opportunity to build relationships with several of you, and I appreciate that. And um, some of you have asked me, you know, what are what are your plans for um, when I move on or, you know, my next steps. Like um, you, you noticed, I'll be defending my dissertation on June 27th. Um, in my heart, I've, I've expressed this to some of you, is ministry. I love telling people about Jesus and however, um, you know, he leads me and however uh, he chooses to mix, you know, my experiences and uh, my education. And with that, um, that's what I want to do when I want to travel, you know, when I get married with my husband and, and just around the world telling people about Jesus. And um, But I love all of you guys, and I'm so thankful for the time that, you know, I've I've been here at life and um, how several of you have taken me in and um, just expressed your love to me and the pastors, um, Pastor Phil and Sister Mary and um, Pastor Mike and Sister Dietra as well. So um, whether the Lord keeps me here or wherever he takes me, I'll always remember you guys, and just like, like Lauren was saying, just your love. And this is a loving church, and um, this has been my home church since I've been here at Bloomington, and I love you guys.
0: <laughs> Jacqueline and Lauren are two beautiful young ladies in this church, and uh, they talked about how, you know, this church has affected both of them and I would tell you two that you have affected us in the same way. Uh, You both love the Lord uh, very much. Uh, You're very relational um, and we just love you so much. We're happy that you're graduating. Uh, We're happy that you're moving to another part of your life. Uh, But this is just uh, an open door. This is not the end of something but it's the beginning of something new. My wife and I were talking, that's why I call it commencement, because this is the beginning. This is the catalyst, the first day of the rest of your life. How many know that, like Jacqueline and Lauren, uh, everyone in here are leaders? We're either being trained to be a leader, we are already a leader, or um, we have been a leader and need to continue being that. And so what I want to share this morning, I I was... Thinking about who was graduating this morning, I was praying and asking the Lord to give me more of a specific word for this particular uh, occasion and for these particular people. And I believe the Lord has done that, a, a short word, just really an encouragement, but I believe it is also for all of us. And it deals with leadership. I believe that we are all leaders, as you'll see in the text here, uh, in one form or another. I'm going to share with you a scripture from the book of Proverbs that I hope you take to heart, and I hope the congregation takes to heart. This message this morning is called A Prelude to Life. A Prelude to Life. Proverbs chapter 8 was written by King Solomon talking to his son, his offspring, and he was just trying to share some things uh, with him that would help him in life. Proverbs chapter 8, beginning at verse 1, Jacqueline, Lauren, says this. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads she takes her stand. We're talking about wisdom. Beside the gates in front of the town, At the entrance of the portal, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. It's one thing to gain knowledge in your studies, uh, to attain a certain level of vocabulary as you grow in school, as you have conversations and talk to others, but it's yet another thing to learn and to know how to use that knowledge that you've gained. See, a lot of people over the years have gained a lot of knowledge, but there are also a lot of knowledgeable fools walking this earth. I know that you too are not two of those. You are two that will take wisdom to heart. You will take the knowledge that you have gained, you will pass it on, and you will use it for God's glory. Now this morning I want to ask you a question, and I want you to ask yourself, all of us, ask yourself a question this morning. What is it that you are really after in life? No matter your age, if you're young, if you're just graduating like Jacqueline, who's graduating with a doctorate degree, or just graduating high school like Lauren, or like the children who are just going from children's church to another part of the church, or if you're at a transitional point in your life, maybe you're 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 years old, ask yourself, what kind of life are you after? Are you satisfied with just being in the class, just being a part of the group? Or is there something in you that longs for more? Is there something in you that pushes you further to do something greater in life? Or do you just want the same old, same old? It's like getting up every morning, having your coffee or your juice, going to work, coming home, eating dinner. Watching whatever program it is you watch on TV, going to bed and doing it all again the next day. Are you satisfied with that same routine or is there something in you, in your heart that says there's more to life than this? I often tell the story of the Indianapolis Colts nemesis, Tom Brady, who after winning his third Super Bowl and thinking about it said, man, is this everything? Is there more to it than this? Just winning Super Bowls, he made that statement. You see, because there's more to life than just being on top, than attaining goals. There's more. And I want to tell you that if you start right now, right now where you are, and that's for all of us, but especially you girls, if you start at the age you are, you will be all but guaranteed to hit the mark that God has placed before you. If you will dig in deeper, And you will take your years and your months and your days, your hours and your minutes seriously. If you will heed the word that says, Redeem the time, for the days are evil. I'm speaking about your character now. I'm talking about being a leader. I'm not talking about gifts and ministries or graces or backgrounds or talents. I'm not going there. I'm talking about the very fabric that makes up you. See, a leader, saints, is a leader in every area of life or they're not a leader at all. You see, if you're a leader, you will lead all the time. It's not a positional thing that I'm talking about where you attain a place, but it's rather who you are. I'm not talking about a position. Some are born into a position of leadership. If you're the son of a king or maybe the son of a senator or something like that. That's positional leadership. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about the very fabric of who you are. I'm talking about your character. You see, it never leaves you. It never forsakes you and it always drives you. Whether you're flipping burgers, or you're running the country it drives you the question is what kinda leader are you because that is the carriage that will carry your gift into greatness and if you don't have that you can have an awesome gift and everything else but you won't have the vehicle to carry you to the mark that you wanna meet I've seen a lot of gifted people They wow with their talents and their gifts, but they make no impact in others' lives or their own lives. Why? Because the gift is not the arrow leadership is. Gift is not the point of the arrow. Being a leader is the point of the arrow. Even your character, and is character the ultimate? Yes, it is. Character, we have to have it. But even that has to be tied to something. It's called You the Leader. Well, very briefly, here are just a couple of things that I want to share with you this morning. I want to pass along that I believe will help you in life and I hope will be a catalyst to a great, great life for you. And I hope it will be a catalyst for us all no matter where you are in life because you can start today. doesn't matter how young or how old you are. Start today. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. It's the quality of being wise. And so, here are a couple things about being a leader. Number one, the key to all leadership is to begin, now listen to me, it's to begin by leading the hardest leader of all. And the hardest leader of all is guess who? It's yourself. It's the key to all leadership. The hardest leader is you. If once you understand that, everything about you changes. Because the hardest person for me to lead or the, thing, the hardest thing for me to lead is not the life church. It's not the eldership or the board or the ministries here. The hardest person for me to lead is Michael Carter. The hardest person for you to lead is Jacqueline. The hardest person for you to lead is Lauren. Because I am my greatest challenge. I am my hardest case to work with. Frederick the Great was the king of Prussia, the mid-1700s. He was was walking around the, the edge of Berlin, one night and uh, just out for a stroll. Now, this is the king we're talking about, out for a stroll, and he's walking, and all of a sudden he sees a man coming toward him, a, an old man walking toward him, and when they get close uh, together, the, the old man doesn't bow to him. He doesn't say anything, you know, to him. He doesn't even acknowledge him at all, and Frederick the Great kind of stops and says, uh, you know, well, who, who are you? I'm just curious. Who are you? And the man says... I'm a king, and Frederick kind of laughs a little bit because he feels like he knows all of the kings, especially one that would be walking in his territory, and he said, well, what are you the king of? What kingdom do you rule over? This man said, I rule over myself, and that taught Frederick the Great a great lesson from that moment on. You see, every person is a monarch. And every person has a kingdom that they must rule. And that kingdom is you, yourself. You have to reign over yourself. You see, if you cannot rule over numero uno, the first kingdom, which is you, you cannot possibly rule over anyone else. What kingdom are you ruling over is the question this morning. And I'll tell you this. The more people, now listen to this, the more people that it takes to remind you not to do this, the more rules and the more guidelines that you are, well, you're not really a leader at all. You're a follower. Because a leader doesn't need someone constantly reminding them this is not the right thing to do. Don't do this. Do that. Even when no one's looking, a leader rules over himself. A leader rules over herself. She doesn't need others to tell them this is the right decision. That is not. A leader asks themselves the hard question, how will my decision affect others? It's a question we all must ask. I would say say that even to a person that is contemplating suicide. Do you know that I think that suicide is one of the most selfish acts anyone could ever commit? Because you must realize that anytime you make a decision like that, you're not just affecting yourself. And anytime we make most decisions in our life, we're not affecting just us. We're affecting so many others. How will my decision affect others? Leader doesn't need to rule a person or it doesn't, a leader doesn't need someone hounding them. A ne- leader doesn't need power. A leader simply needs character. It's a story of a pastor who had his eye on a young man that he wanted to be his youth pastor. And this pastor was also over a school, Christian school. It's a true story. And he's uh, over a Christian school. He's a dean of the school. He's also the pastor of this very large church. And he looked out at some of the students and he identified a young man that he wanted to be his youth pastor. And he, he talked to this young man about it. said, it's your last year of school. And, uh, hey, I've, uh, I've had my eye on you. And I wonder if you would come talk to me about being the youth pastor of the church. All right, had a conversation with him. Well, a few weeks later, this pastor was in his office and he found out about some things.